Bill Street Caravan is brought to you by the generous support of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau. Memphis, home of the blues and the birthplace of rock and roll. I'm your co-host, Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you're listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. On today's program, we introduce the Mighty Souls Brass Band to our listeners. That's right. It's their very first time on the program. The Mighty Souls Brass Band is a loose collective. Sometimes there's five of them on stage. Sometimes there's almost 20. And the membership is made up of some of the best session and touring musicians around town. The band carries on a musical tradition that's commonly linked to our sister city of the South, New Orleans, but there's a twist to it. Tight, melodic bass lines, a heavy emphasis on dynamics and arrangement. You're much more likely to hear a brilliant cover of the box tops the letter or a Booker T instrumental than you are a rendition of When the Saints Go Marching <laughs> In. <laughs> They've got a new record out called Lift Up. It's available on Blue Barrel Records and we're excited to welcome them to the show and excited for our audience to hear them. After the break today, Pat will sit down with Sean Murphy and Bill Street Caravan alumnus Jim Spake to talk about their unique approach to brass band music. That's all coming up right now on Bill Street Caravan. Hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. First things first, I actually have two questions. First, wasn't Dr. John supposed to be on the show today? <laughs> yes. Well, we had a change in the schedule. These things happen, you know. Uh, we'll try again right after the holidays. Coincidentally, though, what fell into the time slot has a New Orleans flair of its own. Kind of ironic, huh? Well, yeah, I guess it is kind of ironic. What's your second question? Well, there's no guest host today. <laughs> Eddie's series, uh, American Studios Memphis's Hit Factory, finished up last week. And since the holidays are right around the corner and we'll have reruns over the next couple of weeks while you and I take a much-needed break... We're just going to run with just you, me, and the Mighty Souls today. Yay! When we come back after the holidays, we've got a great series lined up and a new contributor, too. Ooh, can you give us a hint? Nope, but it's going to be really cool. You realize I don't even know. Right. <laughs> That's really not fair. You shouldn't keep secrets from your co-host. Okay, so the Mighty Souls Brass Band, a distinct Memphis take on a New Orleans tradition. Like you said, they're tight, and unlike most brass bands... They're propelled by a rhythm section. Yeah, it's special. <laughs> There's this deep pocket groove in their sound, courtesy of drummer Tom Leonardo, who, who's appeared on Bill Street Caravan many, many times in the past, backing other artists. It seems like almost every member of the band has been on the show before. We've got Jim Spake, Jeremy Schrader, Earl Lowe, Victor Sawyer, Art Edmondson, Tom Leonardo, Tom Link, Paul Taylor. I mean, it goes on and on, but all of these guys are playing with first-class artists. Right. The founder of the group is Sean Murphy. The idea has been with him since high school. This idea of taking the brass band sound and the inherent improvisation and jazz-like approach, combining it with an emphasis on composition and mixing in the wide array of Memphis influences. Sean is the tuba player you'll hear gluing things together with drummer Tom Leonardo. You know, I'm not a musician. <laughs> so true. 
I'm just a huge music lover, and the tuba was the first thing I noticed about this group. The sousaphone is just an amazing experience within itself. It's really unique that if you close your eyes, you think there's someone on stage playing the bass. It's so articulate and tight, and he's so locked in. It kind of blew my mind about how much of a difference that makes, and he even talks to us about it. Yeah, you know? in the interview later. <laughs> That's a key to the Memphis sound. If you think about Donald Duck Dunn and Al Jackson at Stax, or the Hodges brothers with with Howard Grimes over at High Records, so forth and so on, that marriage of the bass and drums is like the main ingredient in the Memphis soul stew. Well, this is going to be fun. I'm excited. Listeners, be sure to stay tuned after the break because Pat's going to sit down and talk with Sean and Jim about the ideas behind the music, and you won't want to miss it. Let's get to it, shall we? Here's the Mighty Souls Brass Band live on Bill Street Caravan. The Mighty Souls Brass Band, right here in Lafayette's and live on Bill Street Caravan.
Begging him, please. Can you determine what's wrong with me? My knees are shaking, I'm covered in sweat. Wait, hadn't told you the worst part yet. Creepy feelings stealing over me. Broken hole where my heart should be. I got a fever in the danger zone. All I wanna do is talk on the phone. Thank you. 
my son, how did all this start? Was it an achy feeling in your heart? Did your knees start feeling like rubber? Just about the time you discovered you love her. I ran some tests, but there ain't no doubt. Your heart went savvy and your brain went south. I've had patients ready for the net. Son, I'm telling you, you're the worst one yet. Ain't no medication to bring you back. Got a feeling you're dealing with a love. about a real condition.
folks just tuning in, you're listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Today's program is made possible by support from Bridging the Blues. Find out more info on the music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region at bridgingtheblues.com. Here's more from the Mighty Souls Brass Band, live on Bill Street Caravan. This one's called Memphis Train. We hope you like it. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you very much, Memphis Train. Thank <laughs> you. 
John Murphy, squarely. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Thank you. We are the Mighty Souls Brass Band. Here's our boss. Thank you very much. We are the Mighty Souls Brass Band. We are going to take a very short break, and we'll be right back. The album's called Lift Up. Get your copy right now. Don't wait. That was the Mighty Souls Brass Band live on Beale Street Caravan. Right now, we have to take a quick break for local announcements. But when we come back, we'll have the guys in the band here in the studio with us to talk. You're listening to The Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Street Caravan is supported in part by awards from the Tennessee Arts Commission and Arts Memphis. We're back and we're just about to hear more from the Mighty Souls Brass Band. But before we get back to the music, Pat's going to talk to the guys about the genesis of the group and the ideas that go into their music. We are here in the studio with Sean Murphy and Jim Spake from the Mighty Souls Brass Band. How are you guys doing today? Great. We're doing all right. Well, thanks for coming in and chatting with us. Glad to be here. Well, I'll, I'll start out because Jim Spake, you are no stranger to Bill Street Caravan fans. You had a great feature host segment uh, <laughs> about the Sidemen, something that people don't talk about enough. And um, everybody knows the superstar, but they don't know all those people behind them that are making the music great. And your feature host series was pretty fabulous. So Thank you. It's, <laughs> it's great to have you back here and live on the show. And I, I just want to say... Mighty Souls is quite an experience in music. What, will you tell us a little bit of the story of how the band came together? Well, I got a call from a funeral home that wanted a, like a four-piece or so band to, you know, play someone off to the next level, let's say. And uh, I immediately thought of these three guys. Uh, that day it was Jeremy Schrader, Sean Murphy, and Earl Lowe. And um, the, the funeral home lady put me in touch with the family, and they had specific songs they requested that weren't just gospel numbers, although that was fine too. They wanted, you know, real New Orleans brass band songs, you know. And so that was kind of fun to get those together, and it ended up being one of the most jubilant fun gigs we've ever played right, right. i mean the yeah. the whole um audience i guess you'd say for us anyway was was off up from new orleans and uh it was a young woman who had passed and 
And she had planned the funeral. She had planned she the had funeral the herself. Music, that's you know, right. She had oh, done that's all so of that. Awesome. Yeah. And and everyone, you know, had their handkerchiefs. We played the solemn part before the interment, and then after that, it was like parties on, you know. Right. And the uh, family called us over and just said to the car they were about to leave, and they said, you know, this was just so great. And I had to tell them, I said, well, it was really fun, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it was yeah. a funeral, but it was fun. And so it really opened up to me what brass band music is all about. And this was in Memphis. And so we decided that afternoon, hey, we've got to keep this going somehow. So it is, in fact, in Memphis. So, you know, you guys find a way to balance out everything that Memphis is while still incorporating that whole New Orleans feel into the music. And and so how do you sort of inject in that specific sound that is known here into what you're playing? I mean, how do y'all work through that? I mean, I think a lot of it is that we are Memphis musicians. And yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not going, hey, let's try to play in a Memphis music style when, when we're discussing it. I think that's just part of the way things come out. You know, Jim was talking about that we uh, started with this funeral, but I had been playing with this idea of having a brass band since I was in high school when I first heard the Dirty Dozen Brass Band. So I had actually attempted to start a brass band in 99. We played a couple gigs. Memphis wasn't ready. We weren't ready. And it just kind of folded. And then when we did this funeral again, I was like, I think it might be time to try this again. Now and it's the time. And it completely <laughs> exploded. You know, the city was ready. The right musicians were available and interested. And it got to the point where... You know, Jim's going around telling all his buddies about this new band, and then I'm getting calls <laughs> from musicians who want to play with us. And it just kind of, you know, came from that. So when you've got the top echelon of the Sidemen, you yeah. know, that are wanting to play in this band, and they're Memphis musicians, they're gonna, that's, we don't even think about it. You know, we just, that's the sound that comes out. Let's talk about all those musicians that are in the band. Now, how many members total are there? In the band? Well, it fluctuates a lot, but for the uh, CD release party, that's not the most we've ever had on stage, but just about. We had 13 musicians on stage. Mm -hmm. Um, Once or twice, we might have had more. We've had a couple of trumpet players that have moved away. Right, yeah. Uh, We're always open to some (laughs) new coming in. (laughs) But there are pools of musicians in each instrument, let's say. And so... uh, you know, so when you have a show, you just figure out who's available. Figure out who's available. I mean, because it's all musicians that are first call players for a lot of different groups, and we're doing this for a living and mostly in town, most of us, not everybody, but mostly in town without touring too much, you got, you're trying to line up as many gigs as you can just to make ends meet. And so Jim might be on the road with Lucero, and I'll call Art Edmiston, and Art might be on the road with Greg Allman, and then, you know, we'll just keep calling around different people until we find the right band that can come. You know, there's definitely pitfalls to not having a a tight-knit group that's always playing the same. Not everybody always knows all the different music that we're playing. Uh But rehearsals kind of fall the same way the the gigs do, and whoever can make the rehearsal, you know, if we've got too many people at rehearsal, that's excellent, you know. Right. (laughs) Like Sean says, with as many great musicians around and to get to play with so many 
fun, great horn players is great as a horn player because, you know, oftentimes it's just maybe another guy and me or maybe two or three other guys and me. This way, it's like, hey, six or seven other horn players and me. And it's like solidarity. Y'all are just... Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a common theme. And, and as long as Sean is there holding it down with that sousaphone, we have like... Uh, you asked about musicians. We have drummers in Earl Lowe and uh, Tom Leonardo, who's been playing with us a lot, Paul Taylor. And uh, ideally, we've got like the bass drummer and the and the marching snare drummer guy. Uh, a lot of times we play with drum set too. So uh, we can make it with one drummer, but we like having more drummers. So on your, you know, the show we recorded, it was your CD release party. And right. on the record, how many... How many of your members are on the record? Well, we had 13 people at that show, and there were 13 people that played on the record. Okay. Everybody that's on the record um, were there, was there at the show. And so what we did for the record is we switched. About half the record is two drummers mm -hmm. doing the snare drum and the bass drum. And then the other half of the record switches between Paul Taylor and Tom Leonardo on drum set. So you really get, on the drumming side of things, you get three very distinct sounds yeah. that occur and then uh we varied the the combination of the horn players on each track as well so you get a lot of the the record's really an overview of what you might get when you come here the mighty souls brass band well let me let me show my my recording ignorance as i ask this question so <laughs> when you guys go in and record how do they amplify that there's so many of them so in the studio for the record is everyone individually mic'd or is it just this big party you know <laughs> right it um from the way we recorded uh kevin houston was our recording engineer and he individually mic'd everyone hmm. but he also set up room mics yeah. so that he could get that live sound in the room but we also he also had the control of how much volume for each player and how it would be in the mix and where they were in the mix and all of that. So both, really. Well, and the reason that I ask that is because the live show is so energetic. It's so, I mean, it just, it gets in your bones. There's no right. way you can't re react to it and you feel it and you want to dance and you want to stand up. And if you don't, you just feel sort of jittery <laughs> and nervous, you know, like, ah, oh, your body's just trying to do something different. And that really comes across on the recording. And mm. so I wondered what, what was that that magic that allowed that because I know for a lot of bands it's really hard to capture their live experience on recording. Right, definitely. So, but the record made me want to dance too. So. Well, there you go. That's good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a thumbs up on that one, guys. <laughs> so speaking of the record itself, it's on a, a new label. So Blue Barrel, let me understand, this is a non-profit label. Correct. And the purpose is just to help artists get their music out right it's uh the purpose is artists that might otherwise not be able to work in a real studio or a, uh, a state-of-the-art studio and might not be able to get the pr work to to get their music really out further this is a, a an alternative way of thinking about how to do that through this nonprofit funding okay that's a really great idea mm -hmm. more people should do that i agree yeah man yeah we, we get have, a lot we, better music. Yeah. <laughs> we have I'm sorry, Caleb Sweezy. <laughs> we have Caleb Sweezy as a uh, label mate, and, and he's going to be the second. Excited album. about that. Yeah. A few of us Mighty Souls guys got to play on his record, so 
Nice. So I want to back up just a little bit, and Sean, let's talk about let's talk about the sousaphone because I I mentioned when um when I introduced you guys at the show, I mentioned that there aren't a lot of sousaphone players around anymore. I mean, in the sense of when you're listening to popular music, when right. you listen, if you go through your blues catalog, you know, mm-hmm. saxophone, saxophone's sure. never gone away. It's always <laughs> there, you know. Right. <laughs> it's having its rock resurgence, in fact. But the sousaphone, not so much. Mm-hmm. So I wonder for you as a musician, do you see this as an opportunity to sort of educate others on this instrument and its history and, you know, how it fits in with everything else? Well, right, definitely. I mean, that's 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 part of it. Mostly for me, I just always love to play. And like I said earlier, I heard the Dirty Dozen Brass Band from New Orleans when I was in 10th grade. And up to that point, I'd been doing some classical music and some marching band music and, and concert brass band type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I heard... Kirk Joseph play for the first time. He was the tuba player with that band. I was like, wait a minute. This is a whole different world. The, the tuba player, it's the bass player. That's why I actually, on the record, it never says sousaphone anywhere on there. It says yeah. brass bass because I want it to be clearly understood that I'm the bass player, except I'm playing a brass instrument. I'm playing a wind instrument. And uh, so that's why I made that choice on moving air. List. I'm moving air. Yeah, the it's it's all about breathing. It's all about breath. And so there you have it. On the show, we interview, of course, a lot of guitar players. I mean, tons of guitar players. I mean, right. And um, it, it's very rare that we talk to uh, brass band players we it, it's always string instrument it's mm-hmm. rarely even drummers in fact mm-hmm. we, we don't have as many drummers that you know come in for interviews so it's always interesting to get that that different perspective of of you guys because you know y'all don't come forward and talk enough <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell us enough about y'all wow jim's got another feature host segment in mind kevin so <laughs> Well, thank you guys for coming by the studio. This is a great show, and it, it it's really one of those foot stomping. You just can't. If you're driving down the street listening to the show, then you're going to be dancing as you drive down the street, and the people next to you are going to go, what are they listening to as they flip stations trying to find out what That's you're so listening cool. to? Yeah, go. and watch your speed while you're doing that. <laughs> Pull over and dance. <laughs> thank you so much. Let's go back to more music from the Mighty Soul Brass Band. That was a great interview, Pat. You know, I want to emphasize that when you think of Mighty Souls Brass Band, you think that they're going to get up there and they're going to play a bunch of covers. Right. But they're not. This is all original music. Mm -hmm. And that just sort of blows you away because also when you think Brass Band, you really think the past. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of cool to see it in a contemporary light and see it contributing to music as it is today. I think that's cool. So It also reminds me of the the superiority that horn players have over the rest of those common musicians. I think they're much better musicians than the rest of you. Because those guys can literally, (laughs) it doesn't matter if five guys show up or 20 guys show up, they just just show up and they they look over the charts and they go, mm, I got this. They know yeah. all the complexities of the arrangements just by reading it. And, and their improvisational skills are just out of this world it, because they've studied so much that it's almost like sometimes they even share a brain. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Here's more from the Mighty Souls Brass Band Maybe live on Bill Street Caribbean. The first time. Is there any true believers in the house? Somebody say, yeah! 
Did y'all get some healing on that last song? Somebody say amen. Amen. And for all of you atheists, we're having a great time as well. Can I hear it from the atheists? There we go. Okay, it's Midtown. It's cool. Biscuit Smith wants all of y'all to have a great time.
your turn, audience. Folks just tuning in, you're listening to the sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. Today's program is made possible by support from Bridging the Blues. Find out more info on the music and culture of Memphis and the Delta region at bridgingtheblues.com. Here's more from the Mighty Souls Brass Band, live on Bill Street Caravan.
not much. We are the Mighty Souls Brass Band. That was the Mighty Souls Brass Band live on Bill Street Caravan. For tour dates and more info about the band, visit their website, themightysoulsbrassband.com. Makes it pretty easy. Special thanks to Blue Barrel Records and big thanks to Lafayette's Music Room for their hospitality and hosting us. You can find out more about them at lafayettesmusicroom.com. Hey, we also need to send a thank you out to Daniel Lynn, yes. who did the mixing for the show. And he's just awesome guy. Talented, awesome. talented. Um, we'd also like to recognize our supporters, the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, Arts Memphis, the Tennessee Arts Commission, and Bridging the Blues for their efforts in making Beale Street Caravan possible. We'd like to remind our listeners to please show your support for public broadcasting. You won't find programming like this anywhere else. So we're signing off until after the holidays. Not only do the hardworking folks around here need a little break from time to time, but it gives us a chance to line up more great programs for the future. Over the next couple of weeks, you'll hear rebroadcast of two of our most popular shows so far this season, so stay tuned. Until then, I'm Pat Mitchell-Worley. And I'm Kevin Cubbins. And you've been listening to the Sounds of Memphis on Bill Street Caravan. <laughs>